This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist, John J.P. Parker, are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hey everybody, I'm John Parker. And I'm BJ Thompson. And this is another Build a Better Us podcast. We in here. We are absolutely in there. Listen, we are submitting life goals to people. Mm. Like we are, we are like, you know, submitting, I said submitting on purpose, right? So we think about like a contest. Yeah, I thought like a paper. Like a paper, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're trying to win a prize, right? So we are submitting to you our best efforts at upgrading your life. Uh. We are trying to give you a Pulitzer Prize. Didn't Beyonce do a song called Let Me, Let Me, Let Me, Let Me. Upgrade you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, That's what we out here trying to do. If you ride with us. That's good. If you get your notepads out now. If you press rewind when you need to and pause to reflect, we promise your life will be upgraded. Mm. Huh? Is that a far-fetched mm, goal? Uh, no. Your, your, has your life been upgraded? Hey, yes, sir. You know what uh, I'm saying? Same, same here. So, right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We talked about pre-show. Like, we go back and listen to the podcast and like, mm, it's time to take my own advice. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, the reality here is we need to make sure we are doing right by ourselves by listening to the things that we are giving to y'all. So we hope that you've enjoyed things so far. We ain't nowhere near finished. We ain't nowhere tied. That's right. We just out here grinding. Today, we are talking about life after breakup. Life after the breakup. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean when you say breakup? Like, hey... This relationship is done. Mm. Hey, when you hit that Facebook button, I don't know what it is because I'm married and I've been married. I plan on staying. Is it what, the status? Is, is right? You know the what I'm saying? Gone. Change the status update. There's no longer in a relationship. Are people with. still doing that? Do they change their status real quick? I, I feel like I don't you know, know what. I feel like yeah. I feel like I've seen some pictures disappear. Because <laughs> I, I remember looking at some Facebook profiles and thinking like, wow, yeah, I feel like some people are missing from this situation. <laughs> And so, yeah, so we want to teach you life after the breakup. I think yeah. that's a common thing. What was that came out a couple of years ago? It was a uh, Hurt Bay. Hurt Bay. <laughs> it was Hurt Bay. If you Google yeah, Hurt yeah, Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were talking about life after the breakup. Yeah. And it was so devastating yeah, yeah, that yeah, they yeah. had to do a video about it. Yeah. We're going to do a podcast that's about it. it. That's it. We're yeah. trying to help y'all out right now in the immediacy of life so y'all don't have to be hurt bay. <laughs> and you don't even have to be salt bay or salty bay. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to be that bay. You could just be like, yo, all we did was waste some time. That's all I lost in this situation. Wow. You know what I'm saying? A guy told me a long time ago, uh, he said, bro, I understand you're trying to do this Jesus stuff. I understand you're trying to live right. Mm. These relationships you get in these females, make sure you stay dry, right? Stay dry. Stay dry. Oh, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? It, stay dry? In terms of not getting too <laughs> invested in things, we we'll put it that way. In terms of getting getting your getting too that involved, can mean a lot of different things. I, I you know. say stay dry. I, I, I'm like, what is I'm what try, does that mean? Is I'm that like to a backtrack. vernacular? 
It may be. So I'm trying to backtrack for the families. Okay. So do things in such a way where all you've lost is time. Uh-huh. If y'all don't make it, if things don't work out the way they should, Good. your investment in this relationship is, hey, this is over with. You pulled out and all you've lost is time. You know what I'm saying? So that Good. means keep your hands to yourself, stay dry, mm. and make sure that you guard your heart as well as hers. Okay. So that if it don't work out, bro, all you lost is time. And you can, you can recover from that. Goodness gracious. You know what I'm saying? You ain't made no, no financial investments. You ain't got no houses in each other's name. Mm. You ain't co-signed on no cars. Please don't co-sign on you, the Please car. don't do that. <laughs> please don't do that. Don't Leave that for his or her mama. <laughs> that Your boyfriend or girlfriend, y'all ain't even engaged. Why you co-signing? Don't co-sign on the car. Don't co-sign for iPhone. Listen, Don't because somebody got good credit. Hold on, listen. Because <laughs> one of the two parties got good credit. You're right. And they together and mm-hmm. they love each other so much. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying like, yo, you need to get your credit score up. Right. They say, well, I'm going to take the burden. <laughs> I'm going to take, take that bad credit off you. It's perpetuation. It's the self-atonement. I'm going to take that bad credit so that you can live. Don't sacrifice your credit for the next next man or woman. Man. It, it ain't worth it. Trust me. It doesn't end well. Because as soon as you get mad and stop making them payments, oh you're gosh. done. I don't, again, I don't care if it's for an iPhone. I don't care if it's for a car. <laughs> if there's a lease involved, do not do it if you're not married. And then sometimes... When you're married, you got to tell your husband or wife, hey, this still ain't a good idea. <laughs> this is this is not how we want to start this marriage off. All right? So we, we get into the breakups, yeah, man. So life after breakup is really thinking through like, all right, this thing is over. Mm. Either we've mutually decided to part ways and or you decided that this was That's it. That's right. One of us. One of us not. decided yep. that this was not going to work. And what does life look like after that? Mm. We talk about all the time, where I talk about all the time, when I'm counseling couples or even individuals, I say, listen, people have this thing where they break up and they're like, oh, I don't ever want to feel this way again. Mm. Oh, this is my sarcastic voice. Oh, I don't want to uh, experience. Very right, right, right. <laughs> I don't want to experience this loss. I just need time to to do me and think about life. Mm. Bruh, you're lying to yourself. Wow. Because the next time that dude or that female get to talking that talk, catch your eye, you feel like, yo, this could be the one you're going to well, jump listen, right you back that in. Two, two in the morning text. Yeah. W-Y-D? Yeah. Come what you it. doing? Yeah, yeah. What you doing? Come you know on. what I'm saying? And you see the bubbles? Yeah, you ahead. see them bubbles. Unread, read, delivered. You're yeah. going to be right there. I just got an iPhone, so I'm getting I'm getting hip to the lingo. I don't even know about the, the bubbles and what they I, mean. Bruh. But I just People like keep the, telling me, oh, you got blue bubbles now. Oh, what, what manner of sorcery is this? How do you know my <laughs> life? Like, what's going on right now? So so the, the, the people fool themselves into thinking like, oh, they just want to spend this time off to themselves, right? Mm. Which we're going to get to that. That will have some value. But the bottom line is relationships are like this. Heartbreak comes. You have to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to get your heart broken. You have to be willing to let that person into a place where nobody else is. Absolutely. That's the risk you take in being in a relationship. That's what a relationship that's, is. That's what it's it is, right? So life after breakup means, hey, what do I do now? Yeah. Where do I go now? I think it's important to know that the life after breakup isn't just breakup from a relationship with it romantically. Yeah. It could be a job. could be a job. It could be a friendship. Mm-hmm. It could be anything that you deem to be valuable, mm-hmm. that you've given both your emotional yeah. affections yeah. and your time and energy yeah. and believe that this thing is going to be long term. Sometimes you got to break up with your parents. Woo. Sometimes you got to break up with your kids. You remember when the, uh, when the kids was divorcing their parents? Yeah, Macaulay Culkin. I remember well, that guy. And they was going to court. Yeah. Yeah, emancipation. Yeah, they was emancipating themselves. <laughs> you know, black folks was emancipated from this country. <laughs> and Mac- 
Macaulay Culkin yeah. emancipated himself from his parents I during that enough. time. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that season. Yeah. I wanted to do that for my mom a couple times. She Bruh. was upset. Yeah. Hey, my, my mom always told me, hey, you got to get to the phone to call 911. <laughs> and if you run away, don't take nothing I bought you. So I was like, man, if I if I want to cry child abuse, I got to make it to the phone. Because back then, we had to make there wasn't no cell phones. It was a call. You had to go to the phone with the uh, with the cord. Right, right, right. you had to hit the circle. <laughs> Bro, I had I had to finish nine, one, and one. That wasn't going to happen. And if I wanted to run away, I couldn't take nothing that she bought. No. So I'm like, bro, like. Everything bought everything. <laughs> Hold on, worry about this. Hold on, worry about this. Worry about this. Nobody. No, I want to buy for myself. <laughs> it wasn't going to happen, man. Yeah. So those broke. That breakup didn't ever work well. Jeez. I mean, one time I tried to run away. Complete side note. I Did tried you? to run away. And she was like, the rule was at that age, I couldn't cross the street. So I couldn't even. <laughs> so I just walked on my block, on my side of the street, trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I was like, yeah, this ain't, this ain't going to work. I'm going to just go back home, man. So what we're saying in life after breakup, don't be stuck on your block. Yeah, and just, just jump back in because you ain't got nowhere else to go. We're going to help you figure out where you can go. Goodness gracious. <laughs> How you can cross the street no. and, and not be stuck, man. That's good. I think that's a good segue into it. So my first time being broken up with, and probably one of the worst breakups that mm-hmm. I had happened in high school. And uh, I was dating this young woman. Mm-hmm. And I really loved her. Mm-hmm. I thought probably a dysfunctional relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but up until that point, it was probably one of the better relationships I had been in. And we were dating... And things were going good, and I thought, oh, this is great. And then I found out she was cheating on me. <laughs> she cheating on us. She our girlfriend. She is our girlfriend. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it really crushed me. Mm. It really hurt me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I instead decided, you know what, instead of handling it the right way, yeah. I'm going to hurt her. Mm. She hurt me. I'm going to hurt her. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make it a point to embarrass this young woman oh, in front of boy, the world. That guy. I was that guy. Y'all pray for me. You know, I was a little petty before the word was known. Right. You know, what I I'm had saying? never heard the word petty before. It, it was just. I was a little petty beforehand, yeah. and you know, I got it all out. Mm. I'll just say it like that. I just say um, <laughs> the petty meter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say I'm a legend where yeah. I'm from, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I remember going home yeah. afterwards and, yeah. you know, first feeling vindicated, yeah. excited. And it's a, it's the equivalent of what somebody else petty would do, like slash your tires mm-hmm. and break your window. Key your car. Yeah. yeah. And when I finally got to myself, mm-hmm. I go, what's this weird feeling that I'm feeling? Remorse, guilt, shame. Yeah, I feel shame, yeah. guilt. Yeah. I'm like, for some reason, I don't have an appetite anymore. <laughs> Sometimes I don't want to eat right now. I feel really sick. Mm-hmm. I don't want to eat. Mm-hmm. I don't want to engage with people mm-hmm. right now, right? And this went on probably for about two months. Mm. Boy. Oh. You was in it, right? Yeah. I, you yeah. know, nobody taught us about depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was like. This is I'm feeling. I don't want to be around people. I'm isolating. I don't want to eat. I don't enjoy the things that I used to enjoy. Like, these video games just don't do it for me no more. I used to feel a certain way about life. Sky is not as blue as it used to once. It's just not, I don't It's gray every day. Every day. It's gray. Yeah, and, yeah. and I just remember thinking to myself, like, yo, I'm going through something very difficult mm-hmm. and challenging. Mm-hmm. And I can't put my finger on it, mm-hmm. right? 
And so what did I do? I just started licking my wounds. Mm. I was like, what's the cheap way out? I got to find like a cheap getaway Mm. out. But that's when I knew that the consequences of breakup Mm. were significant. That they weren't just external. They had internal impact. And they created gloom and depression. Mm. So, yeah, what's a what's the moment of breakup for you? Because I done bored my soul. You, you did. I, I'm like, bro, I need to hug you when it's uh, over, I'm, bro. I'm going to need a hug Come after this. Come to the couch, bro. I'm I got you. I'm still a hug after this. Bro. Yeah. So, one of my most significant breakups was work, right, uh. for me. Because I grew up, so we talk about breakups with girls. So, I, I mean, Pettyville wasn't a thing for me because I didn't have a lot of relationships growing up as a kid. You know, yeah. I was I was a year ahead. So that means I was shorter than everybody else. I was, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe mentally acute, but I just didn't have the physical prowess. So I was like, you know what? Let me not engage in these. This the, How I came to this conclusion, I was in the ninth grade. This dude that I looked up to, he was a senior. He played basketball. He broke up with this girl. He broke up with the girl. And the nickname that she gave him when they broke up was basically disparaging his manhood. And oh. I was like, yo. There is nothing I will ever do in life that involves me getting dissed like this by a girl and having the whole school feel like my manhood is is not what it needs to be. So okay. that kept me away from females up until about college. Okay. So I'm just Got saying, you. so I wasn't on that until level. About 40. Go ahead. Right. I realized, like, you know what, this this boyfriend, girlfriend stuff can can go all the way wrong. So that kept me away. So I didn't have a chance to go to Petty Got it. Got it. But with I lived me, there. Go yeah, ahead. no, that, I mean, bro, it's a, it's a good place when you're 15. Yeah. And then you realize your stomach starts hurting and then you get depressed. You're like, oh, well, maybe this ain't a good place. Maybe this ain't what I need. <laughs> the bad part about it is because of the world the world we live in now, social media and such, Pettyville is to a new Listen level. Listen to I a can't... whole nother level. That puts you on Snapchat. That's, bruh. That's show everybody in the world. Not bruh. just your school, everybody in the world. Bro, so we, we will have another episode where we talk about <laughs> social media and Pettyville. But for me, the breakup was was work. So I, I was working for a uh, a company. Because we have mutual friends that are part of this, I will leave that alone. Okay. But what happened was, and it wasn't even really drama. Like, I fulfilled my contract. My time was up. But in my mind, I had made this my life's work. And this Mm. is what I was going to do forever without having consultation or conversation with the people that actually own the company. Mm. I just assumed that because of this thing what felt so good to me, it felt the same way to them. Right? Relationships. You feel like, yo, this this person means so much to me. I must mean this to them. Wow. And then you find out you don't. Right? So I find out that I no longer have a job because the person that takes over my job calls me one day and says, hey, where's this? Where's that? How's this? How's that? And I'm like, yo, why am I not there? <laughs> why Why am I not on the list this week? <laughs> I'm not on the house. I looked on the schedule. My why am I not on the schedule? And why is my replacement? Like, you know, when you people have corporate jobs and they, they, they like train their replacement that's and don't know that they're doing that? Wow. That's what I did on the fly, realizing that's what I was doing. Wow. I was like, yo, you're my, re-. I'm thinking to myself, you're my replacement. I had no idea wow. that this the was even coming. Time I've been bringing you carriages. <laughs> <laughs> I've been being nice to you. I'm nice to you every day. Every day. I'm being kind to you. Yeah, yeah. I'm being patient with you. Yeah. And you replacing me the whole time. Bro, the whole time you figure it did out. You Eddie Kane Jr. them? <laughs> you showed up. Hey, if you never seen this movie, go back to Five Heartbeats movie. <laughs> what are you gonna think you're gonna replace it? Cat you showed up with the little dusty joint. He's <laughs> like, Jang. Just note to self, you are always replaceable. Yeah. Don't, don't like Beyonce told us, man, to the left, to the left, everything you own on the box to the left. So I get this phone call. I'm realizing I'm getting broke up with. 
And oh, <laughs> two things that I did wrong that I should have did differently. Okay. One was instead of figuring out how I can stay on with the company and work in a different light, you know what I'm saying? And and, and figure out like, all right, well, how can I maximize this opportunity? Because it was a good opportunity. Yeah. It was a good company. And there were things that I could have done, but because I was so in my feelings, uh. so I wasn't petty in terms of let me put everybody on blast, mm. but I was petty with my feelings and in my reaction. And so instead of saying, all right, guys, cool, I keep, my contract is up. I'm no longer doing a specific job. What else can I do? Yeah. Can I take a step back and do some intern type work? Can I can I just sit and learn and sit at the feet of this guy that's taking my job? Because clearly he must be better at this than I am. Yeah. That's why you're replacing me because I haven't done nothing wrong. Coffee. Bruh. You brought him coffee. I could have brought him coffee. And I could have <laughs> learned some things, but I was so in my feelings. I was like, you know what? I'm a, uh, you know, people like, I'm going to quit before you can fire me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, because I hadn't officially heard that I was fired, I decided to quit. You know what I'm saying? So the breakup was kind of like, it, it could it could have been lessened. It may not have had to be to that extent. And it maybe I could have just, you know, kind of moved into a different position. But I didn't give myself that leeway because I was too busy being, you know, hurt. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And frustrated and mad. Hurt Bay. Hurt Bay. You hurt know JP. what I'm saying? Hurt JP. <laughs> and so what I learned from that is like, man, like, one, be humble. Hmm. Sit down. Focus. Think about what's going on, which we'll get into our practical side in a second. Yeah. But I didn't have to. It didn't have to be the end. Yeah. I made it the end because I was in my feelings. Mm. And then two, I didn't have the DTR as I learned from you, Dallas people, determine the relationship. Uh. I don't know what that is until I got in your your, your guys' circle. Hey, sit that young lady down and you make sure that you have this DTR. Determine. Hey, um, determine the relationship. You know, we're just friends, right? Hey, you know, I don't want any more than just blah 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 blah. So I should have had a DTR with the company and be like, mm. yo, like. When my contract is up, when this project is over, what will my role be then? Yeah, I think it's challenging because everything is a relationship. Mm-hmm. And when you look at relationships, relationships, ha- they're volatile. Mm-hmm. They're not secure. Mm-hmm. They're not what you think they're going to be. Yeah. And you enter in with vulnerability and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And because there's uncertainty, but you would like to believe yeah. that you can be confident in the outcomes mm-hmm. When it changes, it's absolutely devastating, yeah, yeah, right? It's yeah. somebody right now yeah. meeting somebody at the bar, yeah. meeting somebody at the grocery store, yeah. meeting somebody on Tinder. At the church. At, at the church, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And everything in you is yearning for security, yeah. yearning to be confident in another mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. and then something happens, yeah. and that's no longer possible. Yeah. And I think that's where the trauma comes in, mm-hmm. is that... You begin to experience trauma because you go, oh wait, I put all my eggs in that basket. Yeah, yeah. I had some some hopes there, and so one of the realities is depression. I mean, yeah. you know, on a serious note, the ability to identify depression mm. is critical. Yeah. You know, I grew up in a community where we didn't talk about the indications of depression. I just knew that the sky's gray. Yeah, sun's out mm-hmm. every day. Every day. Shining bright, mm-hmm. and for some reason I got clouds. I'm in Seattle. <laughs> I'm in Seattle right now. It's raining right, right now. Right, right, right. I don't see anything. Yeah, and I couldn't put words to. Man, I just don't feel hungry right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I feel sad. Mm-hmm. I no, nothing. Nothing does it for me. And I think because of that, it caused me to act out, mm-hmm. lash out, bro. That's what you do when you and hurt. to build mm-hmm. relationships with people who I didn't necessarily like. I didn't necessarily love, I didn't necessarily desire, 
But it was better to build with them mm-hmm. than to have nothing at all. You got to fill the void with something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what I would say is one of the results is we do act out, mm-hmm. right? So people who are in marriages mm-hmm. who are struggling with their marriages and it's not working out, they lick their wounds. Mm-hmm. They find a way out. They yeah. find a work relationship. Yep. They yep. find another thing. Uh, um, people who operate in friendships, mm-hmm. right? And they feel hurt. They act out. They do things that are unlike themselves yeah. in order to do so. And so one of the things I think we need to all be careful of is if you do not have a clear grasp mm-hmm. on the change of relationships, you can find yourselves digging yourself in a deeper hole mm-hmm. simply because the pain feels so unbearable that you'll do anything to suit. Yeah. So yeah. what have you found in your practice even with clients who are looking to lick their wounds mm-hmm. or to soothe themselves mm-hmm. when it finally clicks, like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. It's the the biggest thing that comes, I think, first is people have this desire to, like you said, fill that void, right? This desire for attention, this desire to be, to feel needed, to feel wanted, to feel loved. Mm-hmm. And so they go to these extremes of rebound. You know, we say rebound, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know if kids still say rebound. Yeah, I don't know what they say nowadays. Um, but it's just like in rebound now can be so many different things. You immerse yourself in work, you immerse, you immerse yourself in video games, you immerse yourself in taking these trips, spending money, going, you know, ruining your credit, um, getting into another relationship, becoming promiscuous. Like, you know, there's so many things that people do as a result of the breakup, but when they but they don't really deal with what's really going on with them. Hmm. Their goal is to cover the, the gunshot with a band-aid. Like you can't cover a gunshot wound with a band-aid. You need to go to the ER. You know what I'm saying? You need to get the bullet removed if it's Good. lodged in you, if it's lost in you, or you need to uh, suture, you know, or do whatever you need to do to close up the wound. Instead, people go and they add more trouble and add more problems and pile on the grief and the worry and the, the woe because they do things that are, you know, not smart, mm. you know, or ill-advised. So, like, you could do more damage. Mm-hmm. Oh. Huh. Post-breakup, I'm going to make my life worse mm. instead of better. Really? In- yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. People do that. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. It, wow. it is a common theme. And so I think that if your goal is to recover well, there are some things that you need to do practically. There are some moves you need to make. There are things that you need to kind of consider in order for you to kind of be in good space. And so wow. um, when I think through and when I talk about you know recovery, when I talk about life after breakup, one of the first things I do or when I tell people is examine yourself. This is what I didn't do when I found that I was being replaced, right? I didn't examine, all right, were there things that I could have done differently or was there something that I did that actually led to this breakup? Wow. Right? Was it poor performance? Was I not on time? Did I not know, did I not have a certain skill set? Did I get feedback from the people that were letting me go as to figure out why it happened and or what I could do better next time? Mm. Sometimes in relationships, you may not have that availability. I had a girl that I was in a relationship with, that I didn't want to be in a relationship with, that I couldn't wait for her to break up with me, wow. which is what she did. And that was my way out, right? Because three days later, she was like, I want to be with you again. And I was like, nope. I've already decided. Right. I decided before we was together that we it's didn't need to be together. Yeah. But we was together and it is what it is. But it's one of those things where she told me afterwards, well, I could have been talking to this person. I could have been doing this. I could have been doing that. And I was like, bro, like, is that really your thought process once we broke up? Like what you could have been doing, wow. who you could have been dating, who you could have been pursuing, who could have been pursuing you? Like what kind of stuff is that? Wow. So that kind of solidified for me. Like, yeah, we definitely didn't need to be in, in any type of relationship or whatever. So you may not have the opportunity to talk and have that like 
close your conversation to see what went wrong. But if you can have that, have it. If you can follow up with an employer, follow up. If you Mm -hmm. can follow up with a friend, like, yo, tell me what I did, do it. And sometimes you can't, right? But I think if more importantly, you can examine yourself and the role you played in this situation, whether you were the person that instigated the breakup or you're the person that got broke up with, that puts you in a place where you don't have to necessarily jump into some rebound, where you don't have to get into a dark place and you do random stuff. I love the fact that we are talking practical because when I slid into that moment, there wasn't any practical talk. It was very reactionary. It was let's quickly move past it. Mm -hmm. And I think what happened was I never really recovered, Mm -hmm. right? And so if you do not deal with what has occurred, you will not be able to actually recover Mm -hmm. and learn and to restore yourself Mm -hmm. from what's just happened, right? And so what I tell clients is instead of saying, oh, I moved on, I forgot, that's the past, let's move forward to the future. I say, when you do that, you're missing a critical piece mm-hmm. of your life mm-hmm. that's going unexamined. Mm-hmm. And now you not, you're not moving forward. You're actually being held captive to the past, mm-hmm. right? So one of the practical implications for me is instead of trying to move on to avoid the pain, confront your feelings. Yeah. Confront those things. And I don't, and you may not have to confront the person. Mm-hmm. True. But then it allows you to deal with the sober reality that what if has occurred. And that's when you begin to learn from your failures and lessons and not live in them. Mm-hmm. What are some other practical things you would say for people who are in situationships, yeah. Yeah. who've been getting that pink slip yeah, yeah. from work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bro, yeah. I, one of the things that I people don't understand is we have this hashtag relationship goals, right? But relationship goals isn't a thing that we actually think through. Mm. So this is what I tell people all the time, especially when you're, when you're in religious circles, people are like, oh, well, I want to see their heart and I want to uh, make sure. Like, no, are you attracted to them? Like, don't uh, give me that crap. Like, my wife is bad to me. Wow. She may not be bad to anybody else, but she bad to me. Wow. And that was criteria for me to engage in a relationship, wow. right? So what is your relationship goals? What do you want to get out of a relationship? How do you want to grow? How do you want to glow? How do you want to upgrade? How do you want to benefit your life in such a way that this person you're with can come alongside you and help you get to where you're getting to? Sheesh. So it can't just be she's bad, he's handsome, he's attractive. Mm. Um, it has to be like, yo, let me evaluate who you are, what you're about, where you're headed, what you want to do, and make sure that our lifestyles will align in the future. Wow. You can't be a homebody and say, I want to live only in America and then marry somebody that wants to be a foreign diplomat. Ooh. It doesn't work that way. He or she wants to go change the world on a global scale and you just want to be a homebody. That is not going to work, mm. right? So you have to examine what the relationship goals are. What do you want in a relationship? And you just can't jump into something because, oh, this person is fun. Oh, they make me laugh. Oh, these things are exciting. You have to know. You have to have, and I'm not a, a checklist guy, but you have to have a checklist to some extent to know like, all right, these things about this person are things that I can see myself with for the rest of my life. Same thing with a company. People don't evaluate the companies that they go do these interviews with because they just need a job. Good. Do you align with the principles of this company? Do you know that whether or not that they're, they're pharmaceutical company, do they test on animals? Do they, you know, dump their, uh, their their products in the ocean or to rivers and pollute stuff? Like, what about this company is attractive to you? And do you know the ins and outs? Do you know the dirt? Do you know the good, the bad, the ugly? Like, we don't we don't evaluate this stuff. We just want jobs. Wow. We just want relationships. Wow. We just want to be loved. We just want to be romantic. Hold on. So, okay. what, so what you're saying is 
in order to gain healthy consistency in relationships, mm-hmm. you have to have personal clarity. Yes. And void of your mm-hmm. personal clarity. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about idealism nope. and excessiveness, mm-hmm. but sober understandings of how things should work, yep. where they should go. Yep. If you fail to have that, it's a, there's a saying, you're not living life. Life is living you. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, bro. Red flags don't turn green. Woo. You know what I'm saying? People were like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, I don't. I've counseled so many guys that give me all these complaints about their potential fiancés. And then they get married and they come with me with them saying complaints that I told them, hey, bro, you knew all this stuff before you got married. So don't come crying to me about what you don't like when you already knew you didn't like that. Goodness gracious. Live with it. Fix it. Fix you. Figure out how you can change your response and your reaction to what they do that drives you up the wall because you already knew these things. So don't I don't cry me a river. Don't put two tears in a bucket. I don't care nothing about what you got going on. Make this thing work because you knew what you were getting into before you signed up for it. But if you're not sober, if you're not vigilant, if you're not making sure you know what's happening before you get into it, it it might be a trail of tears. Wow. So one of the things application wise and we can start winding up. Mm -hmm is you have to have personal clarity, mm-hmm. not just have a relational desire. Yep. And I think that one of, the, one of the greatest challenges is we don't do the work on personal clarity because we just want to be in love. Mm-hmm. You know, a relationship is only in an addition to who you are. Yeah. It's not a completion to what yeah. you desire. Yeah. And I think because of that, people, many people find themselves searching through relationships to be complete and to be whole. Come on. And that's a relationship with a parent. Yep. That's a relationship with a job. That's a relationship romantically. Mm-hmm. That's a relationship with a child. Yeah. You have to already believe you're already whole. Come on. And everything else is in addition to those things. Mm-hmm. And when you do, gaining the sobriety and clarity allows you, even when things don't work out, mm-hmm. to move on. Right? So for me... You know, I was petty wop. Mm-hmm. All the way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a 20-year legend. Yeah. And then people still remember mm-hmm. the situation. Make sure y'all check out that memoir when it comes out. <laughs> I'll tell you more about the situation. Please do. Please pick it up yeah, yeah. when it comes out, right? Yeah, bless you. But I wouldn't have done it if I would have felt like I'm already good. Mm-hmm. So I can overlook yeah. this transgression. Mm-hmm. I can overlook. Now, it doesn't mean I don't need to have a conversation yeah. with my ex. But my wrathfulness... Mm-hmm was a response to feeling like, this is it. This is my heart. This is the end of me. Mm -hmm. And now, because you wanted to destroy me, now I got to destroy you. Mm -hmm. Right? And so part of it is knowing you're already complete Mm -hmm. alone. Yeah, that's it. You already got enough alone. Solo dolo. Right? Yeah. And though you need people, you don't need a specific person. Right. I'll say that again. Yeah. In life... We all need people. Mm -hmm. So I don't want you to hear that we don't need people, but you do not need a specific person. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And every relationship isn't meant to go the duration of your life. Yeah. Some relationships are seasonal. That's it. What are some other practical wisdom that you give in order to help people move on? Yeah. So have life after the break. Right. So one thing I want to be clear, since you clarifying things, we are not saying to chase down that ex. We are not saying to harass that ex-boss. We are not saying to make mm. sure you get clarity because sometimes you're not going to get that closure. 
from that person, right? But we are saying if you can, if it's available, find out what went wrong, right? Yeah. So my, so my, I think probably my last practical thing, unless I figure out something else when we talk, because <laughs> you, you know, I get, I get inspired when you speak, right? So, but appreciate it, bro. It's uh, reevaluate your worth. Mm. Post breakup, Alicia Keys told the ladies a long time ago what a woman's worth. Right. What's a woman's worth? You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? That's right. So you need to reevaluate your worth and make sure that the reason why you're in the relationship or the reason why the relationship ended wasn't because you devalued you. Wow. If you devalue you, you will get into busted relationships. Mm. You will settle for dudes or females that aren't people you need to be in relationships with. If you don't know your worth, you will find yourself at a job doing things that are against your moral compass because you just need a paycheck. Wow. We have to be mindful. Wow. Again, we talked about in previous episodes about our brand, about our legacy. Are you going to charge for this game? Because you're giving a lot right I, now. I need to fall back. You know, I gave, yeah, I, I said too much. You know what I'm you saying? You need to charge for this game yeah, you're right. giving a lot right now. All right. Well, let me fall back. Just Go know ahead. your worth. You know what I'm saying? Just understand that, man, you have value um, and you bring value to any relationship, mm. a work relationship, a family relationship. So many times young parents try to be their friends. Uh, they try to be friends of their kids. No, you're a dad. You are a mom. You need to set the standard, right? You need to know your worth as a parent and say, hey, I have a child that I am trying to raise, good. that I want to have good morals, good good values, have a solid moral compass. I want them to be productive members of society. And you can't bend or break. And the same thing in relationship. You can't bend or break. Mm. You can't give up and be like, you know what? Hey, for the sake of just being with somebody because I ain't been with nobody, let me just give in to these certain things. Wow. And let me lower my standards. You can't do it. So maybe y'all miss this. Because hmm. I feel like people miss Damn, it. It might get over the head. You don't search for value when you already know you're valuable. Come on. I mean, I think that is the the drum beat that Come we're on. beating. Yeah. And part of the reason why we're petty after a breakup or depressed. <laughs> Is because we feel like our value has been lost. Yeah. But if you already believe you have value, now every relationship, you can even move on past a breakup. Yeah. So when I get that pink slip, mm-hmm. somebody decides, hey, you're no longer valuable mm-hmm. here. I may not be valuable yeah. there. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Right? That's true. Yeah. I'm no longer valuable in that org chart. Mm-hmm. But it does not diminish my value. Yeah. As a man yeah. and as a contributor to the society. Yeah. So one of the most important things mm-hmm. is that you have to have a sober assessment of your own value. Mm-hmm. And when you don't, you'll find yourself subject to devastation when somebody breaks up with you. Mm-hmm. When you get a pink slip, mm-hmm. when your kid takes you to court, mm-hmm. say they want to emancipate themselves. themselves yeah. Right? Uh, when when that girl or guy you've been texting and been with for five years, some of y'all got situationships. Come on. Come on, Come on. they ain't putting a ring on nothing. <laughs> but y'all get all the things. <laughs> you will allow yourself to be done yeah. because you don't recognize yeah. yourself or that. And so yeah. knowing your own value soberly has to be the prerequisite of that. And so maybe you don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're struggling. Mm-hmm. You know what you should do? Where are you going with this? You should get you a coach or uh-huh, a mentor. Uh-huh. Uh, you can go to buildabetterus.com. Yes, you can. And we'll make sure we care for you. Yep. Um, also, if you want to personally contact mm-hmm. me, you can go at BJ116. Mm-hmm. Where can they find at you? At C. John Roar. Don't put that H in John. At C. John Roar. Yeah. And we'd love to personally connect with you and walk with you through it because sometimes it's sticky. Yeah. 
And you have a complex situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I counsel and coach individuals and couples. Yeah. How about yourself? I do it all day long. <laughs> I tell people <laughs> on the first meeting, hey, I'm going to try to break y'all up. So I need you to be strong and work with me because I want y'all to be solid in this thing. But if there's cracks in the foundation, I'm going to expose that thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And our job is to help you become a better you. So that we can become a better us. Thanks for listening, y'all. Uh-huh. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast. This episode was brought to you in part by the Compelled Podcast which uses gripping, immersive storytelling to bring Christian testimonies to life. Listen to missionaries, addicts, martyrs, and more who have seen Jesus at work in unbelievable ways. Listen on your podcast app or compelledpodcast.com.